to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Etner. Uh, I am sorry that uh, it has been so long since episodes or any updates on what's going on with the show. I was supposed to have an, a new episode at the end of November. Uh, I had set everything up with a guest, and at the last minute, he canceled on me. So I decided to wait until next year because I didn't want to do a solo show, and he assured me that he will be able to come onto the show at the beginning of the year, and we'll do an episode then about what we were going to do an episode with at the end of November. So I waited, you know, did this December off like I usually do, and this person, who is a friend, uh, flicked on me again. I understand that this podcast is not a huge deal. I have very few listeners, but, you know, I still care about it. I put a lot of time into it. And if they don't, if you don't want to do the show, that's great. I understand that. Let me know sooner than the day before we're supposed to record so I can get another guest, which I wasn't able to do. But I wanted to get back into it because this podcast costs me money to put out there. I am paying to host this podcast on the Toast site, and I need to be doing something with it and not just fall into being lazy and not putting something out. So I decided to do a solo episode this week. Uh, it's not going to be as long as most of my episodes are because a lot of my stuff is based off of interacting, thoughts with other people, um, you know, a little bit of back and forth. If I throw out an idea, it doesn't make sense for me to, to go into it if someone's not bouncing back and forth. So I'm going to get rid of my, my usual first segment and say it for when I have somebody here to bounce ideas off of. So I'm not going to do my thoughts on things that I watched recently. Which is a uh, you know a pretty big segment, and I have a lot of them saved up. I don't want to, I don't want to just burn them all, which is me talking to my to myself. That's that's a waste of time. And I, I think I have a lot of good ones. I need them out there. So I thought I'd talk about what's happened since I was last on uh, uh, since I last put out an episode. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing that came out is the Spider-Man movie. So uh, quick spoiler alerts. Uh, out there, uh, if you do have not seen Spider-Man yet, which I feel like there's only like three of you and probably not people are listening to the show, uh, turn away or skip for about five minutes. Okay. So I like that movie a lot. I thought it was really good. And it blew a lot of people's minds with the whole, uh, multiverse being done with three different franchises of Spider-Man. They're all made by three different people that were supposed to be, or three different groups that were supposed to be a separate thing. I thought it was amazing that they did that, and they brought back the actors and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Andrew Garfield came back. Tobey Maguire came back. That being said, it is not the greatest movie ever made. People are already starting to push for this to be nominated for Best Picture. It's a fun movie. It is not a great movie. In the scheme of, like, storytelling or even acting, uh, it's totally all over the place. There's like one moment where the character dies and the next moment they have this fun intro of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. I'm like, what, can we grieve for this one character first? By the way, worst kept secret in Hollywood. Everyone knew Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were coming back. That was not a surprise. Uh, but I guess, you know, I guess it's fun to have that slight, that slight bit of doubt in your mind. But by the time it came out, no one, no one was shocked. The big surprise for me, and I had a bet. Uh, you might remember Terry, my coworker, that was on the podcast a few months ago. He's the one we talked about uh, the first three Marvel uh, MCU TV series on Disney+. Plus. He and I had a bet about one character in particular that was on that show. And that was Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil. 
uh, I was 100% sure that he was not going to be in it, especially not played by Charlie Cox, who played him in the Netflix TV series of The Daredevil Name. And it was because I am a trusting person. I believe people when they tell me things. And I had read some interviews with, with Charlie Cox when the, when the rumors are going out that he was going to be in the Spider-Man movie. And he was like, look, I don't know where people are getting this idea from. I am in London cause, or in England because that's where I live. And because of coronavirus, there is no way that I could have even filmed anything for this movie if, I, if they even asked me to. I was like, that sounds... Legitimate, there is a virus going on out there. Some people take it seriously. And of course, this is a great reason for why I'm right. And so I took the bet, just a $10 bet, with my coworker. And I was laughing all the way to the bank. Because I only get $10. Not that much, but still, it's a principle of matter. I'm going to get $10 because I read news articles for this podcast. I read way more than he does. He's come in there with, like, he's read stuff off of... of shady sites like we got this covered if you ever see an article from we got this covered it is bullshit they are the least factual news entertainment news site out there so i never use them for a source for any of my stories on here and he was bringing in stuff like that for me i was just laughing like oh what a fucking moron i got this in the bank and but here's the thing i had it where if daredevil showed up in this movie Great. Daredevil's my favorite comic book character. He's the whole reason I even got into comics was because I watched the Daredevil series. Like, wow, this is so good. I want to know more about this character. I would not be as big of a comic book geek if it wasn't for Daredevil. So great if he's in there. If he's not, I win 10 bucks. It was win-win for me. It was only win-lose for my coworker. So yeah, I lost. And then when, when Daredevil showed up on that screen, only as Matt Murdock, but still, when he showed up on that screen, I made a noise. I got so excited. It was kind of embarrassing. He showed up on screen in his lawyer outfit to be Peter Parker's lawyer in a situation in the movie. I was like, oh. And my wife looked at me like I was fucking insane because that was a weird noise to come out from a kid, basically a teenager movie about superheroes. And I'm in my mid 30s. I'm getting that excited about it. But the point is, Daredevil's back, and that's awesome. The same week that they also brought. Wilson Fisk back, uh, Kingpin, who was also in the Daredevil TV series, in Hawkeye, which, by the way, another great show, even though Jeremy Renner's a dick, he made some great TV, and Haley Steinfeld's adorable as the Kate Bishop female Hawkeye. Check that show out if you haven't yet. I don't know why you wouldn't. It was a great holiday action show, just what people needed in that, in that time. It was probably the most fun of the Marvel shows. It didn't have an overall message or anything like that. It was just... Here's a Marvel show. We're going to have some action and some fun chemistry, and that's it. And that worked. That's what people need right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love WandaVision. I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier, but those were much more heavy. And this was just good old-fashioned fun with happiness tied throughout the entire thing. I mean, there, there are moments where we got a little dramatic, but for the most part, it was just a good fun time. Honestly, when it comes to entertainment, not much has happened during the holiday since that coronavirus, Omicron variant is shutting everything down again. The wife and I are still paying for, we have a movie subscription where we get to see three movies in theaters every week with the subscription that we pay for, uh, but we're not really using it that much because unless it's a really big movie, I don't really want to go to theaters to see it. Uh, we did see one other movie we did see during our break uh, during the break was I saw the remake of West Side Story. Uh, my wife and I took my mom out to go see that because the original 1950s version, 1950s, 1960s version, I'm not sure, was one of my mom's favorite movies. And I, I admit, I like musicals. Uh, uh, not all of them. And I'll tell you this, 
I do not think West Side Story is a good musical. Maybe they should have left that in the past. Because street gangs, I don't know, people I think nowadays are a little bit more used to hardened gangs in movies and TV shows. And the the Jets and the um, the Sharks, I can't remember, Jets and Sharks, I feel like that's a name, are not an intimidating team. Gang, team of gangs, when they're going through the streets doing ballet. I thought they, because I'd seen that stuff in the old one. I thought, okay, when they modernize this, they're going to take out the ballet dancing and the snapping, because that's just not going to work for today's audience. I was wrong. They kept that in there, and it made them look not tough at all. Uh, not to mention the fact that when I don't get what's going on with musicals lately. I mean, there's some good ones still, but like, like La La Land was super huge, and you know that was a musical, and the two main leads could not sing. I'm weird in the fact that I think I don't know if you're a star in a musical, maybe you should have some singing chops. The and West Side Story was another one with that problem. Yeah, the female lead was fantastic; she could sing great. But but Ansel Elgort, which by the way I hear nothing but terrible things about as a person could not sing, and it's because he and her were the two romantic leads and they had the most screen time and most duets and stuff like that, he'd be singing about as good as I can sing, and I cannot sing well, and she'd be singing beautifully, amazingly. I never, I rarely hear that kind of talent, and to put them together in these scenes was just embarrassing. He should have been, been crying at home every night because he's just getting wrecked on that set. But I guess uh, he got the paycheck and Spielberg seemed to like him, so I, I guess there's that. But it's bad. Especially, there's a, there's like a, a plot point in the movie. Again, these are gangs. These are people that other people that live in that town are afraid of, do not want to mess with this gang. And a major plot point is that one of the gang members gets a gun. One gun. And there's, it's spreading around the town. Hey, Tony's, I can't remember the names. Tony's got a gun. Be aware that Tony's got a gun. We are so scared because one of the gang members of our opposing gang has a gun. What are we going to do? <laughs> it just doesn't work nowadays. I know it takes place in the past, but modern day sensibilities, I'm pretty sure gangs in the past had more than one gun if they wanted to accomplish anything. So it's just bad. It was a really bad movie, and uh, like, like the, the the main character guy's friends all basically try to attempt to sexually assault a woman, and I had this conversation with my mom afterwards, and I don't think she got it, was that that makes the main character a bad person too. If you hang out with a bunch of guys, a whole gang of people that think it's okay to sexually assault a woman, that means you're bad by, by, by extension too, because if you hang around with those people, you are condoning that. And I just, like, I can't feel bad for a character who, spoiler alert, dies uh, when he hangs around with a bunch of attempted sexual offenders. It's just not, it's just not good. So, I don't even care about the what happens to the lead. He's not sympathetic, and he's supposed to be sympathetic. And the funny thing was, there was another musical that came out this year called In the Heights. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it is a movie about a bunch of uh, Latino people uh, dealing with gentrification in their neighborhood. And it was done fantastically. West Side Story, I'm not sure if the old one did this at all because I can't remember the movie, but this one was basically a romance set against gentrification in a, in a Hispanic neighborhood. Watching the Heights, that movie's fantastic. That movie does it well. That movie isn't ridiculous with the gangs. Ignore West Side Story. All right, so I think that's all the big movies I saw. I'm just going to go into, uh, into movie news or entertainment news. Stuff like that because, uh, and then I'm just going to finish it off. I'm not going to do a, a last segment like I usually do because I feel like those are best when I have something to play off of. 
but I'm hoping you're enjoying this so far. The first story I want to talk about, I think I've talked about this before, is that uh, is Quantum Leap. So uh, if you know me at all, you know that I love Quantum Leap. I think it's one of the greatest shows ever told, uh, ever made. I talked about recently the death of one of the main actors on that show. So I thought, okay, Dean Stockwell died. And he was basically the heart and soul of Quantum Leap. Basically, Quantum Leap was two people. It was, it was Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. And for years, there have been rumors that they were going to bring this show back. And if you don't know what this, this show is, it's about a guy who time travels in the past. He's stuck there. He has to keep on changing history for the better. And every time he changes it for the better, he leaps somewhere else, has to change something for someone else, make it better. And then he's trying to come back home, but his machine's fried and all he can do is leap from place to place and fix history. So, they've been talking about bringing the show back for years. It's been in the rumor pipeline, and I've been super excited for it, but it needs those two people. There are only two regular cast members on that show. Like I said, Dean Stockwell died, so I put it to rest. I had no more interest in them doing anything with that property because, again, Dean Stockwell, the heart of the show, is gone. Well, it turns out now, finally, they've got together and they have greenlit a Quantum Leap TV series, and it's kind of a sequel series. Instead of a, instead of a continuation, it is the basically Quantum Leap the new cast, which sounds just terrible. Basically... It's been 20 years since Scott Bakula's character has leaped into the past. And some other people are like, hey, why don't we use this time machine? And the same thing happens to them. I don't know. That sounds bad. I could be wrong. I, I am judging something before I've seen even one picture, one second of film. But if you can't get back that crew, I don't think you could recreate this magic. It's one of those things that worked for the time. And it might work with nostalgia goggles with the same people in it, but it will not work with a new crew, especially if they're just going like, hey, this other guy disappeared. Let's use the same technology and disappear ourselves. I don't get it. Something else we talked about on the show before, uh, I was a big fan of the, the TV show Ted Lasso. And one of the main characters on there, there was a rumor going on that he was, that he was a CGI character. I don't know how people get these things, but now the, they did. So now there's a new theory. There was recently a Harry Potter reunion uh, special on HBO Max. You know, got the stars, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, Daniel Radcliffe, and more back together again to do this, this reunion special. And now they're saying, I'm not sure if, I, if it blocked out there for a second. My computer screen went black and came back on. But again, we're talking about the Harry Potter reunion special. Now the the rumor is is that Rupert Grint was not actually there. That they green screened him into this thing, and that this whole thing is just a fraud. And that they were not actually in the room together. I don't know why you have these weird conspiracy theories, but th that's one of them. Uh, something that I think is interesting is that uh, the CW, which I thought was a very successful channel because you know teens watch that channel and I thought that that you know uh, advertisers cared a lot about the teen demographic well apparently I'm wrong because the CW is going is basically up for sale because it is doing so bad so that means all its superhero shows in the Arrowverse are, are, are in jeopardy uh, all their Riverdale crap and I don't know I don't watch CW but they're up in the air. I think that's that's crazy that that's happening. Even because, but then again, I shouldn't be that surprised 
because the CW used to be the WB, and she's just gotten bought multiple times. So I guess I don't know shit about TV. But it's just crazy to me that that's happening, especially because I thought it was so popular. I know a lot of people seem to watch those DC Arrowverse superhero shows, but I guess I'm wrong. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, an interesting story. I don't know. I, I don't know who's clamoring for this. Is that they are now making a a new Disney Plus series starring Tim Allen, who by the way has claimed that it is very hard to be a conservative and be in entertainment, even though he's a conservative and he's doing just fine. And he said that when he had a very successful TV series on the air. So I don't know what his problem is. But anyways, Tim Allen's back. For any of you that like him, he is now making a Disney Plus TV series continuation of the Santa Claus. That's right. They made one movie lots of people liked. Lots of people enjoyed the original Santa Claus. And then two sequels that nobody liked. Nobody asked for. And they're like, you know what? Let's bank off of that success or lack of success and make a TV series of it that's going to come out probably every Christmas. Uh, another story got up. I, I've talked about this before. I am not a fan of method acting. I think method actors are full of themselves and it's not a, it's not a real thing that's necessary. And for those of you who do not know what method acting is, method acting is when you know people stay in character when, they, when they're on a, on a set. They, you know, they... Not just keeping the accent to, you know, because if you're doing another accent, it's hard slipping in and out of it. But, like, acting like, no, you do not address. If I am playing uh, uh, Andy Kaufman, uh, you do not address me as Jim Carrey. You address me as Andy because that's who I am while I'm in this role. Don't do that. It makes you a jerk. The Jared Leto is very infamous for doing this. He... Uh, he did that on set of uh, Suicide Squad as his very poorly performed Joker. So not only did he annoy his castmates, but he put in a terrible performance. So again, it's not something that really gets you any success. Uh, famously, Dustin Hoffman was on set with uh, Laurence Olivier. They're doing the movie Marathon Man. Laurence Olivier uh, is this very renowned, well-respected actor. And don't get me wrong, so is Dustin Hoffman. But Dustin Hoffman was doing a scene where Laurence Olivier was supposed to be torturing him. And he was supposed to be sleep deprived. So what? So what, what? Dustin Hoffman did was he went days without sleeping, uh, didn't bathe or anything like that because he's supposed to be sweaty and tortured and stuff like that. And he came on set. He's messing up his lines and he just looked like hell. He stunk up the place. And Lawrence Olivier is what's going on? And, and Dustin Hoffman told him what he's doing. And Lawrence Olivier was just like, "Why don't you just try acting?" And that's really what you have to do. If you are a, a great actor, you can act tired. You can act like you're being tortured. You don't need to, to put on this performance. I think people, these actors think that if they show how much they suffer for their art, it's more to it. Like, look at what I did to get this role, to, to nail this role, rather than just, hey, I went and came in on set, I got along with the cast and the crew, uh, it was very nice, and when they said action, I put on a great performance. I don't get why more people can't do that. I get, like, some people have to take a moment to get in the mindset of the character. You know, pause, think about it, get your mind in the mode. But to take, like, all day long just being a dick to everybody, unless you're, play unless you're playing a friendly guy. I guess it's fine if you're playing a friendly guy. But if you're playing eccentric, which most of these people usually are, just get out of it. Get your head out of your ass. 
No one wants to deal with you. I don't care if you know, Dustin Hoffman is a great actor, but I don't care. You're a dick if you do this. So stop it, people. Uh, but the story I was going to tell you, I got way off track here, was uh, Jesse Plemons, who you might know from, uh, he was in Breaking Bad. He was in Friday Night Lights TV series. He's kind of like the go-to, just random kind of weird guy. Uh, he was recently in a movie called uh, Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch. And he's just talking about how Benedict Cumberbatch's method acting on that movie was pissing him off. And here's the thing. Benedict Cumberbatch may be an A-list actor now. People may know and love his, love his name. But I gotta tell you, if he's not acting in his own accent, in his British accent, he's a shit actor. I don't think, you know, what, who, who doesn't notice that yet? He's not good. He comes across as very bland. But I think because he was in Star Trek and because he was in, in uh, you know, he's one of the uh, characters in the Avengers movies, uh, and he got famous for a very good performance as Sherlock in the show Sherlock. I think people let that stuff go. But he, so he's doing this method acting, and obviously it's not good enough because he's not a great American actor when he does American accents. So stop doing it. Focus on learning how to do the accent. Drop the method acting. Okay, let's see what else we got. Uh, here's something that's going to piss off a lot of action nerds. Yeah, not me as much because I do not love this movie as much as it, as it is loved. Uh, but there's a very famous Spanish movie called The Raid. It is considered one of the best action movies ever made. I will say, the action sequences are fantastic. But you know, we don't trust people to watch movies that are subtitled, that are in a foreign language. Not here in America. Because in America, we don't like to read. So, uh, they had decided to do a reimagining of it with American directors, for some reason, three directors are coming. To, three people are coming together. Michael Bay, Gareth Evans, and Patrick Hughes. I only know Michael Bay are set to direct the American version of this. So you're going to take one of the most beloved action movies ever made for action nerds, and you're going to have Mike trust Michael Bay to make the American version. Michael Bay is very good at explosions. He makes terrible movies. Even the ones I like, I gotta admit, are kind of stupid. I enjoy Armageddon. That is a stupid movie. So you're saying we can tr train oil drillers to be astronauts, but we can't train astronauts to drill oil. I feel like one would probably be easier to learn than the other, considering what astronauts have to go through. But I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just stupid. Or breaking a guy out of prison... Because he knows how to get into the hardest prison in the world. And we're going to trust him with that with The Rock. And those are good movies. I enjoy those movies. They are stupid. But sure. Let's do that reimagining with him. I feel like this is a very negative episode. Uh, let's see if I have any news stories that are positive. Uh, there's Picard shuts down because dozens test positive for COVID on the Picard set. But not... But not uh, Patrick Stewart, so that that's kind of positive. Uh, Mel Gibson's going to direct Lethal Weapon Five. Uh, I mean, I like those movies, but Mel Gibson's a piece of crap. Um, Pixar's Turning Red will de debut exclusively on Disney Plus, so there'll be a third Pixar movie in a row that's been sent directly to Disney Plus, and that's really hurting the staff of those those Pixar movies because Pixar's getting treated like crap, and Disney's regular films aren't. Uh, the Batman is going to be rated PG-13, and a lot of people are mad about this. Why? 
making movies is a business. We have shown through what uh, seven films, something like that, seven films, eight, nine films, maybe. I think actually, when I'm thinking about it, uh, that Batman works. Batman sells a PG-13, and that's how they make the most money. PG-13 doesn't restrict anybody from going. Makes people go to the movies. It, you make much less money with a rated R movie. That's a fact. And what we need a little bit extra blood in there. It's fine. Batman works plenty gruesome in PG thirteen. Understand that it's a business. People are so entitled with certain things. Like um, every few years, Disneyland raises the prices, and everyone gets mad about at them for that because how dare they do that? And you know it's so evil. Now I'm not going to be able to afford to go. Guess what? Disneyland's a business. They should pay their workers more. That I'll get mad about. But them raising their prices when all the business is based on supply and demand. If they go there, and I've known some people that worked there at Disneyland until recently. I had a friend that just left there. Uh, and they say it's always busy. If it is busy and they keep on raising their prices and it's still overcrowded, guess what? They can raise the prices. You want them to lower the prices? Stop going. That's it. You do not. You are not entitled. Disneyland does not owe you anything with their business. That's any business. So I'm just gonna get off topic here. I am sick and tired of people that not don't understand that we are in a pandemic. I uh, I deal with customers on a regular basis. I am I'm so sick of entitled people. My job. One thing I'm supposed to do when uh, my job right now is if you are not wearing a mask, I am supposed to tell you that you need to wear a mask if we are going to serve you. If we are going to help you out, you need to be wearing a mask while you're inside the store. We are in the middle of a pandemic. It's surging. Half the people at, at the place that I work with are out sick with COVID. I feel like I, I'm so lucky that I have not gotten COVID yet. And so I had a guy, we we're also super short-staffed because of that. So guess what? Things are going to take longer. And people need to stop being entitled and stop yelling at workers or cursing at them because they don't get what they want. Guess what? We are in the middle of a pandemic. Everything is worse. Everything is slower. Everything is not as efficient as it was once was. Treat the people that are helping you out, that are serving you, that are doing customer service with some understanding that they are not in control of that, that things might not go as smoothly as it once did before, and understand that we are all doing our best and yelling at us is not going to get you anything. I don't I don't know how to make that any more simple. Like, like the other day, my friends and I went out to a restaurant. I still go to restaurants sometimes. And it took a really long time for us to get served. But you know what? None of my friends took that out on the wait staff because we understood. Probably they had half the staff there. You got to de- understand that. It is not their fault that it's taking so long. They, they have nobody to work there to help them out. But we had this lady right behind us that was getting really just belligerent and angry with the workers because she didn't, wasn't getting her way. Guess what, lady? You're not going to get everything the way it was before. It's just, I don't know when we are. Things get better, things get worse, things get better, things get worse. Right now, it's pretty damn bad. I've never I've never worked at my business where there are so few people working there. Not that we're short, not that we're, I mean, we're already short-staffed, but then throw out the hat, like that many people are sick. It's just the way it is right now. It's a horrible time. And this has nothing to do with entertainment. I just want to vent on that because I had a frustrating week with people just treating us like crap. You, 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 so many people just feel like it's okay to, to yell at us, treat us like crap, 
and act like we don't deserve something because we're we're not essential. Well, if we're not essential, if we don't deserve better pay, better treatment, then maybe uh, we're not that important, and maybe your thing that you're waiting for isn't that essential. Okay, get that off my chest. All right, so um, I think that's basically it for this week. Hopefully, uh, I'll try to get my wife back on for the next episode. Uh, you know, I wanted to get an episode out this week, and she's too busy for that. If I would have known earlier, I would have gotten it out with her. But, you know, like I said, I didn't find out until yesterday that she wasn't going to be able, uh, that, uh, that my guest wasn't going to be able to make it. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I don't think it went too bad, actually, for, for a shorter Just Myself episode. Uh, uh, thank you all for listening. And remember, when you want your entertainment news two weeks late, listen to Unlicensed Entertainment. Welcome back to the show 2022. Thank you.